back in a big way. Melbourne's back in a big way. It's wonderful. It's great. This is exactly what tennis needs. The greatest athlete of all time. Match point number four, Wong for a place in the second round, and it's good enough. Great serve down the middle, and Coco Goff hoiks it wide, and Wong Chang has a big win. Hello and welcome to the AO Show for day one of Australian Open 2022. I'm John Huvenaz, bringing you the big stories from Melbourne Park every day of the main draw. Today on the show, Ash ignites the Barty party on night one. There's always something special about playing on a Monday night on the Australian Open. Being here and being able to enjoy that moment. Coco Goff falls at the first hurdle. Today I obviously didn't go my way. Um, she played really well and um, I didn't play my best tennis. Plus all the key results, a preview of day two, and what are the fans enjoying most about the Australian Open? The champagne and the sun and it's Melbourne summer and we love it. That's all ahead on the AO Show. Match point number five for Barty. She serves down the centre. 400 turn is netted. A gentle fist pump. But really, Barty has turned Lazy Tsarenka to Ash. Ash Barty has opened her Australian Open campaign in fine form, sailing to a 6-love, six 6-1 six victory over qualifier Lazia Tsarenko. The world number one treating the Rod Laver Arena crowd to a 54-minute masterclass. This is beautiful. It, I mean, I've said it a few times. It's felt like it's an eternity since since I have been on the, back on this beautiful court. And last year was just incredible. Um, obviously highlighted by Wimbledon, it was it was a dream of mine, and I was extremely fortunate that it came true. And uh, I had so much fun in that week, and um, I'm just glad I was able to enjoy it with with my team, um, everyone back here in Australia. But it's certainly nice to be back on home soil now and and playing as well as I did tonight. It was it was a lot of fun. Out Barty, who's made the last eight in Melbourne for the past three years, has pointed to a change in mindset. There's always something special about playing on a Monday night um, on the Australian Open and I think just being here and being able to enjoy that moment, um, regardless of how many times I've done it before or how many different experiences that I've had here at the Australian Open, I think being able to really enjoy the moment for what it is um, helps me get the most joy out of it and I think I've been able to do that, like I said, better the last few years of my career and... um, that, that is a reflection of the people that are around me and I'm, I'm pretty lucky to, to have those people to help me find a, uh, a better perspective in life, I suppose. OzOpen.com's Matt Trelope says the Wimbledon champ looked refreshed a week after her title in Adelaide. She made the decision to take the week off, which is unusual for her. Um, she often will play every week that she can in Australia, but made the decision to pull out of Sydney to rest. I gather she got the amount of matches she wanted in Adelaide and it really looked like it tonight because... She went up six love, five love against Lizia Serenko and ended up only dropping one game, which was incredible to watch that scoreline because last year she double bageled Danka Kovinic in the first round. And I thought, is she going to do it again in the first round? It's incredibly uncommon to do it once, let alone twice in a row. Um, they played Lizia Serenko and Ash Barty two years ago, AO 2020, in the first round. And that was a three set match. This was completely different. And you can just see that Barty's in such a groove. She's so confident. She picks up so fast after, you know, she hadn't played since the US Open, but she's found her form so quickly. Um, to do what she did tonight was just so impressive. And um, seeing her before she went out onto the court, she was very relaxed behind the scenes. And I think that was quite instructive because when she came out, she played that way. 
and really just kind of drank in the experience. It was it was a great start. Next door on Margaret Court Arena, John Millman continued the Aussie party with a four-set win over Spanish veteran Feliciano Lopez. Really happy to, you know, I'm stuck with it today and, and executed a pretty good game plan and, and just taken those one or two half chances because that could have gotten, um, you know, that it wasn't that far away from going into a fifth set and uh, we know when it goes into a fifth set, it can be anyone's match. But that's where the celebration ceased for the Aussie crowd on night one, with Isla Tomljanovic trounced by eighth seed Paula Badosa, 6-4, 6-love. Match point number four, Wong for a place in the second round, and it's good enough. Great serve down the middle, and Coco Goff hoiks it wide, and Wong Chang has... A big win. China's Wang Xiang has produced a major upset in the first round, defeating 18th seed Coco Goff in straight sets. The American teen prodigy, who reached the fourth round on debut two years ago, admitting she was off her game. Today I, I came into the match and, you know, the first couple of games, um, even though where they were close, I was making more errors than I was used to. And I think for me, it was also, I feel like this is the first Grand Slam that I kind of played a tournament before, like really close. Um, so, um, I don't know if, like, if I'll do it again or not. Um, but I think it's just learning on when do I play my best tennis and today wasn't the best tennis. Wang, who also upset Serena Williams in 2020, says the two wins are difficult to compare. I don't know because she beat me two times last year. So I just try my best on the court, focus on my game plan. That's all. The Chinese woman who turned 30 on Friday is enjoying working with Australian coach Pat Cash. Um, so so good so far. <laughs> uh, I'm so happy to work with him. He teach me a lot of things on court, even off the court. Uh, he helps me a lot. I think we will we'll work until the end of my career. Another upset was pulled off by Sebastian Corder, who defeated 12th seed Cameron Norrie, 6-3, 6-love, 6-4. Yeah, great, great way to start the year. You know, it was a tough opponent. He's uh, had a really good year last year, but uh, yeah, just played a really good tennis, really, really good match, and really happy with the way I finished it off. In other results, straight sets wins for Elena Svitolina over Fiona Ferro and fifth seed Maria Sakari over Tatiana Maria. Didn't feel great out there, but I found a solution and found a way to win. Defending champion Naomi Osaka was untroubled in her match against Camila Osorio. It's always tough to place against someone younger, but honestly it doesn't bother me as much as it used to because I kind of feel like a veteran at this point on tour and I feel like there's so many kids that are born in the 2000s, it's freaking me out. Barbora Krejcikova dropped just two games against Andrea Petkovic, the French Open champion and Olympic gold medalist, keeping things simple this year. I'm not really setting a big goals. I think the goals that I'm setting uh, is to try to win every single match I play. So, and I think that's 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 the goal for the season, and also to stay healthy. I think that's that's the I mean that's the that's the number one. That's the most important one. And 22nd seed Belinda Bencic defeated Kristina Mladenovic on the brand new show court. I mean the first round win. It's it's definitely it's good. It's giving you confidence. You are kind of you made the first step into the tournament, which is good. Um, I'm the first winner on Kia Arena, which is good. And um, yeah, I mean taking confidence. 
Benchich's next opponent will be Melbourne Somerset champion Amanda Anisimova, who survived a scare before winning in three sets against Dutch qualifier Ariane Hartono. Today was kind of an off day for me. I had some personal stuff, so I was not completely there in the match. And it was like very difficult to play, but... Um, I think people forget that also tennis players are human beings, so sometimes we can't play our best tennis if something happens. But um, yeah, I'm just very happy that I was able to fight there and just turn it around. While Spain's Nuria Parezas Diaz made the most of Ons Jabeur's withdrawal, defeating lucky loser Irina Barra in straight sets. Other notable winners, Victoria Azarenka, Jessica Pagula, Alison Risk and Yelena Ostapenko. On the men's side, Rafael Nadal was a cut above Marcos Giron, cruising into the second round in straight sets, still determined to improve his form. I need time on the tour. Uh, of course, playing official matches, uh, of course, without a doubt, but at the same time, practicing with the best players too. You know? uh, that's what I need today to, to try to recover the, the, the level that, that I need to fight for the things that I want and be healthy. OzOpen.com's Matt Trelope says it was the perfect start for Nadal. It was a great start to the year in Melbourne for Rafa. Got three matches under his belt after five months out with an injury and um, pretty much picked up where he left off because he was back on Rod Laver Arena. He was playing an opponent that was just a great matchup for him, kind of like, you know, really struggled to deal with Nadal's top spin, um, who was, uh, you know, a little bit shorter. So that actually makes it difficult for the ball kind of being out of his strike zone and who didn't actually have that many weapons to hurt Nadal. Nadal was the powerful player. He was going for the winners. He finished with, you know, more than three times as many winners, um, even though their unforced errors were quite um, equal. And he dominated every set. Um, It was a straight sets win. It was less than two hours. And it was just really kind of complete and commanding all around. Alex Zverev was taken to two tie-break sets by countryman Daniel Altmaier, but managed to prevail in three. Gal Morfis continued his good run of form with a cruisy straight sets win over Federico Correa. I think I played a very solid tennis. Um, can complain, you know, when uh, you start a, a slam uh, like that, uh, you're happy. Matteo Berrettini bounced back against Brandon Nakishima in four sets after a first set stumble. Denis Shapovalov pushed his way past Laszlo Gere. I think I did a really good job of just fighting and staying in it and... Uh, yeah, playing the big points really, really well. So I'm really happy with the way I was able to to fight that one out today. And Aussie wildcard Alexander Vukic scored a dream first major win over Lloyd Harris on show court three. Yeah, so happy to have won my first Grand Slam match, main draw match. And uh, to do it on that court, especially, I think, you know, everyone is out. I think it was one of the loudest atmospheres I've ever I've ever seen, to be honest. And, and it was all, all for me and, and, you know, all for the Aussies. And I was... Uh, yeah, I couldn't have done it without them, and it's a dream. It really is. No such luck for fellow Aussies James Duckworth and Thanasi Kokinakis. Duckworth lost in a tough five-setter to Adrian Manorino, and Kokinakis beaten in three by Germany's Yannick Hunfman. Other men through to the second round on day one, Riley Opelka, Herbert Herkacz, Pablo Carreño Busta, Lorenzo Sanego, Karen Hutchinov, Christian Garin, and Carlos Alcaraz. <laughs> First round action continues tomorrow with Garbinia Muguruza and Daniil Medvedev heading the big names in action. Lexi Mitchell previews day two. Staring down the barrel of an early exit can be just the spark a player needs to become a champion. That's according to the woman who won the 2016 title, having faced match point in the first round. 
Angie Kerber begins her campaign against Kaya Kanepi. You know, if you win a match like that, especially in the first round, you have nothing to expect, nothing to lose. You know, you are just feeling free every single round. You win even more and farther in the tournament. It's just a win for you. So uh, that's uh, that was, I think, the, the key where I was a little bit relaxed and, you know, I was really enjoying my tennis every single round after the first round. Third seed Gabinia Muguruza takes on Frenchwoman Clara Buell, and the Spaniard is desperate to lift the trophy. Oh, so much. I felt like I was so close to years ago that it's so difficult, so rare to be in those Grand Slam finals that it's kind of one-in-a-lifetime opportunity, it feels like. But, um, yeah, I'm so looking forward to, to being in that position again. This is a slam I don't have and I want to have. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm doing everything I can for that to happen. And on the men's side, fifth seed Andre Rublev has a first-up meeting with Italy's Gianluca Marga. The 2021 quarterfinalist can't get enough of the winning feeling. The emotions that you have, the adrenaline, everything. I mean, it's like, uh, I don't know, if you drive full power on a, on a road, you have this adrenaline. It's the same thing here on court. The highest remaining seed, Daniil Medvedev, is up against Henry Larksonen of Switzerland. Last year's runner-up now knows what it takes to win a Grand Slam. Last year's final was a big lesson because I, I, I came on a 21-match win streak, I think, or 20-match win streak. So I felt like, well, OK, I'm just uh, playing really well right now with a lot of players. Just going to prepare the last match as the previous one. It was not enough. Novak uh, crushed me pretty, pretty hard. I mean, three sets... Not really a lot of opportunities I had in this match. And after the match, I was kind of sitting with myself, asking myself, what happened? Why did I lose uh, so so easy? And felt like I didn't even fight, but which, of course, was not the case. And I was like, OK, well, if I have uh, this opportunity again to play against somebody like Novak in uh, something like a final of a slam, I'm just going to prepare differently and going to prepare it like it's the last match of my life. For a further preview of tomorrow's matches, I'm joined by OzOpen.com's Matt Trelope. And Matt, plenty to look forward to on day two, including Emma Raducanu and Sloane Stephens. Yeah, this is a sensational one. Uh, we've got two US Open champions going head-to-head in the first round, the most recent one being Emma Raducanu, obviously. That was such an incredible story, her breakthrough in New York just four months ago. I don't think many people would have heard of Emma Raducanu before the US Open outside of Britain. Um, And now she's gone on to become a global superstar with millions of followers on social media. She's in the top 20, but crazily, she's making her AO debut. This is, um, there's so many firsts for her. Um, It's amazing the level she's attained so quickly. But yeah, talk about a a tough welcome to Melbourne Park. She's playing Stevens, who tasted the same thing that Rajakanu did those years ago, breaking through for her first Grand Slam at the US Open. Um, Stevens is an interesting one because her New Year was um, has been defined by her marriage. Um, just, um, I think it was New Year's Day she got married. So she didn't play any lead-up tournaments. She's coming in on, yes, a slightly unusual um, beginning to the new year, but in a, in a very happy, good way. Um, so I'm not sure what we're going to see from Stevens. But, um, you know, experience at this level, um, yeah, I think it, it'll be it'll just be a fantastic meeting because of the big the big match nature of it, and um, the fact it's two major champions going head to head, which is very common on the women's side. We have fourteen active major champions in the main draw, which just makes for some excellent matches like this from the first round onwards. So yeah, uh, a few unknowns, but um, it'll be really interesting to see what Emma can bring in her AO debut.
The other interesting one is uh, Arena Sabalenka, who on paper would look a heavy favourite against Australia's Storm Sanders. Yes, on paper she would, but um, what's been going on with Sabalenka is a little bit, it's a little bit troubling in terms of her serve. It's, um, I'd say she has a case of the yips. Um, watching her play her two first round matches in the two Adelaide tournaments in the past fortnight, um, she's serving up like 20 double faults per match and it's a real, it's a real problem. She's lost rhythm particularly on the second serve. She's got a very high ball toss and it just seems kind of out of sync. And when that kind of starts to happen, we've seen this happen with other players before, it kind of gets in your head and I think you just get nervous stepping up to the line thinking, oh, where's this serve going to go? I'm really struggling with it. Um, and she's drawn, I mean, you know, as you said, on paper, Storm Sanders, she's she's much higher ranked. Storm Sanders is outside the top 100 and is a wild card into the main draw. But she's coming off a career-best season. She had an incredible debut at the Billie Jean King Cup finals. She's already a great established doubles player with a top 100 ranking there. So she's got kind of big court and big match experience. And she's been around on tour for a long time now. And with that momentum under her belt, playing at her home slam and feeling good, I think she'll sense there's a chance here because there's a vulnerability with Sabalenka. And I think a lot of players would be thinking, well, if she's struggling so much on serve, you know, that can seep in, that confidence or lack thereof can seep into other parts of your game. Um, I would, yeah, and Storm will obviously have the crowd support behind her as well. So there's a, you know, there's a real potential for an upset there. But Savalink is a classy player. She's world number two. She's just coming off a career best season herself, has made two slam semifinals back to back. So, I mean, she's a quality opponent and or quality player. If she rediscovers her serve, she's got so many weapons and she's so good. It's just, really a matter of what version of the player comes out onto the court on Tuesday. And finally, the reinvigorated Andy Murray takes to the court. Who would have thought three years ago that we'd be seeing him play in the first round uh, at AO 2022 against Nicolas Basilashvili? It's fantastic to see Andy Murray back, given um, you know his story, his story at the AO and what we thought was an emotional farewell in um, 2019. Um, and it's also quite a funny matchup in that the two of them just met last week in Sydney and had an incredible battle that went for, I think, three hours and 18 minutes or something. It was it was epic. Andy was up in both sets. But Basilashvili's power, when he finds the court in the middle of the racket, he's, uh, like, unstoppable. And so it was this match of incredible twists and turns, which Murray ended up winning in three sets. And he went on to make the final in Sydney, which was an incredible result for him. So Andy's kind of finding his form and he's returning to a matchup with this player that was so dramatic and compelling to watch last week. It'll be interesting to see, will Basilashvili have learned from playing Murray last week in Sydney and adjust his game accordingly? Or will it be Murray that gained confidence from that win and knows he can do it again? Um, you know, his fitness is holding up. He pulled up well after that three-setter and went on to make the final. So, you know, he must be feeling good in his body, which is a fantastic sign given what he's gone through. Um I mean, and it's a really nice stylistic contrast, so that that promises a lot. For more news and previews, head to ozopen.com. There's always a great buzz about Melbourne Park for day one of the Australian Open, and today was no exception as tens of thousands of fans flowed through the gates. We wanted to know what they were most looking forward to at AO22. Ah, uh, the champagne. The champagne and the sun, and it's Melbourne summer, and we love it. Um, seeing some of the Aussies do well, I guess. Uh, I love the tennis, so just watching the tennis. I went to the ATV Melbourne tournament as well, so that was a good lead up. Getting out of the house and enjoying a lovely day in the sun, watching one of the best sporting events in the world. Meeting players, getting signatures, all that. Perfect day for it. Uh, always good to see the first round. 
everyone's still playing, obviously, so that's a good thing. Probably just seeing Nadal play. Seeing Ash Barty play. Actually, just coming out to a world-class event, basically. It's been uh, restricted the last few years. It's been great to just come out to a big event, which Melbourne's all about. We don't have heaps of expectations, but we are Polish, so we are supporting Polish players, and we are here to see Furkac and Iga Świątek. Oh gosh, just seeing live tennis again and being back to some crowds. Well, that's all from a cracking day one of AO22. Join me again tomorrow for all the big stories from day two of the main draw. In the meantime, stay up to date with the latest news on ozopen.com. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like what you hear, please rate and review so more fans can enjoy the AO Show.